Today we're starting a 21-day fast, fasting and prayer season, and uh, I'm encouraging everybody just to be a part of this. Um, if you're needing a breakthrough in your life, um, it's, it's important that you enter into a fasting season. Jesus talks about when the disciples were trying to cast out demons and they couldn't do it, Jesus begins to pose this question to them. He goes, why did you not have faith? So we had faith. We felt like we had it. And Jesus just solves the riddle for them. And he says, this kind only comes by prayer and fasting. So there's so, only certain things that prayer will do in your life. Prayer works. Prayer is necessary. But if you really need things to break in your life, you need to commit to a season of fasting because it really is the deal breaker in your life when it comes to the enemy that's trying to take hold of your family, your life, your finances, whatever it is. So I encourage you to lean into this season and be a part of this season because we're, we're, we're talking about today something that I think is significant. I'm going to talk about fasting, but just really just try to point us a little differently uh, as we uh, get ready for this. In, in the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing in the 12th verse, and it's simply a really short verse, pretty short verse, one verse that says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not against flesh and and blood. Can I have honest people? How many people are kind of struggling right now just with something, maybe within yourself? And, and Paul is telling us, like, it's a good chance that the struggle that you're facing is, has nothing to do with what you see around you. It's not anything to do with that person or, or, or that situation that, that we put as, as earthly things. But Paul's telling us is our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. I want to talk to you today. We're going to continue to talk about believe. Our next is now, but I'm going to subtitle it, dealing with spiritual things, dealing with spiritual things. Can I pray over this today? Father, thank you for this opportunity just to be in your presence today. Uh, such an incredible atmosphere. God, I thank you, Father, for uh, allowing us just to gather today. And uh, as we enter into this season, not only a new year, but even this season and for the next 21 days, I pray that, God, that you'll help us deal with some spiritual things. And we give you the glory and the praise for it. Spirit of God, you know how I do this. I can't do this without you. Help me. And we give you the thanks for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said... Somebody say dealing with spiritual things, dealing with spiritual things. I grew up a wrestling fan. Any, any wrestling fans out there? Raise your hand. I, I, I grew up with the local wrestling back in the 80s. I don't know if y'all know anything about that, but, but I grew up watching wrestling. I don't watch it near as much. I don't really watch it anymore, but I watched it as a kid. And I remember one time as I was a kid, there was this match that happened. It was probably the Von Erich family. And, uh, and, and there was a, they had this big match and they put two rings side by side. 
It was this ring and it was this ring. And they, and you know, of course it made for this great action because they're throwing somebody from one ring to the next and they're jumping off the top rope and to the other ring. It was just, just mayhem and chaos. And, and so it was, it was something that at that time they never saw before. I think they do it more now in the WWE and various times, but it was, it was pretty monumental back then to have these two rings, this, all this action happening in two rings. And as I was thinking about this sermon today, I, my mind went back to that. Because a lot of times as believers and as we, are, as we are going through life and as we're trying to figure out what God is doing in our life. And hey, as we're just trying to figure out life itself. A lot of times we have to approach it with, a, with the understanding that we go through life with two rings. Sometimes we're fighting some things that are just trivial things of life. Sometimes we're in this ring and then we're fighting some things that are just everyday stuff. But there are other times that we're in this ring and we're fighting some things that's not the trivial, it's the spiritual. And we're fighting against some things that we don't see, that we really can't put together, but we know it's, 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 a, higher, it's a higher place. As, as Paul is telling us, it's, it's rulers of darkness. It's these authorities. It's, it's something in the heavenly realm. It's something that's not that we can see and touch, but it's something greater than that. And so our job or our responsibility and sometimes even our struggle is to know which ring we're fighting in because my wife can come to me and says hey you need to pick up your socks off the floor man I'm tired of picking up your stinky socks off the floor I can sit there and go I don't like that spirit in you she goes I don't care what you like pick up your socks clearly that's not a spiritual thing that we're fighting but sometimes we, we will find little things that look trivial in life, and before you know it, it has this spiritual impact. So we find ourselves straddled between these two rings of life. It's like, what am I fighting? My boss is on my nerves. Is, is it just a trivial thing that I'm dealing with, or my employees are, are on my nerves? Is it just a trivial thing, or is, or is the enemy involved in this? Is, is the enemy involved in this? And so we have the responsibility of trying to figure out which ring we're standing in. So I, I don't know if what it's like for you, but for me, I, I, I sometimes feel like I'm straddling between the two. Because sometimes I don't really know if it's spiritual. But sometimes I will feel like, and there's many times growing up in our, uh, Holly and, and, and me raising our kids, and, and you'll just find this, it's just, the, the home just feels chaotic. And sometimes it can be because somebody forgot their lunch and maybe somebody they didn't get their homework done or they got a bad grade and all of these things or, or, the, or mom and dad are fussing and you can have all these trivial things. But there's many times in our home that we, that I've said, that Holly said, that we just go, stop. There's a spirit of chaos here. And you realize that it's not just the trivial things. And Paul writes about this. But I want you to know that I'm entering into this season of fasting prayer because I'm not satisfied. 
I'm just not satisfied and, and okay with what the enemy is trying to put on my life and what the, what the enemy is trying to put on your life is we have to go into a season of fasting and prayer and say, listen, it ain't going to be like it was last year. It's, it's my next is now. And the only way that you're going to get your next into your now is you've got to realize that you have to deal with some spiritual things. You got to deal with some spiritual, some spiritual things. And, and so I, I need to remind you that as you enter in this season of fasting and prayer, you have to understand it's a fight. It's a struggle. It is something that is, it's war. And you got to understand that when you get into a season of fasting and prayer, it doesn't mean the devil leaves you alone. It, it simply means the enemy's going to come even, even more strong at you because he understands if he can keep you idle, he can leave you alone. But the minute that you go, enough is enough. I'm drawing a line in the sand of my life. It ain't going to be like it was last year. The minute that you do that, that's when the enemy is going to come at you you he's going to throw you in that ring he's going to try to do an elbow drop right on from the top rope he's going to do what he can but I believe in a praying church I believe in praying people I believe that there can be breakthrough that can come for you in this season the first the first month of 2023 there can be a breakthrough for your life look at your neighbor and say there's a breakthrough waiting for you there's a breakthrough waiting for you so we got to know that we're fighting some stuff. And as I begin to think about this spiritual thing, and as I begin to really have this burden for us as believers to really learn how to dissect the spiritual, I was led to the book of Daniel. And you know the book of Daniel where, it, where Daniel has this dream and he, he begins to have this, this vision that comes. But before the vision, we find in, in the 10th chapter, we see that often this chapter is, is often overlooked because it's not one of those. There's many other Daniel stories that are easy to preach, but this one is overlooked often because, because it has this kind of cosmic feel to it it has this good against evil this this uh the 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 demons against the angels it's it's almost like you could make a netflix series a sci-fi netflix series out of this chapter i mean it's got that type of vibe to it but there's so much truth in this that i thought would be very helpful for me and for you as we get into this season of fasting to make our spirits aware that we're not fighting flesh and blood that make our spirits aware that the enemy really wants to try to disrupt our life to make us spiritually aware that the enemy is going to try to get to our kids that make us spiritually aware that the enemy is trying to get to our grandkids it's making us aware of which ring we're in. And so I was reading in the first verse of chapter 10, it says this, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was Bel to Shazar. The, the message was true, but the appointed time was long. Can I just stop right there? Has anybody ever just known that the message that God has given you is true, but it feels like the appointed time is just long? 
Can I just speak to someone that feels a little discouraged that you're in the season of waiting? That you feel like you're stuck in the waiting room of your life and you're just waiting for somebody to open the door and say, this way, please. It's now your turn. Can I tell you not to not lose hold of the message that God has for you? Can I tell you not to lose the dream that God has laid on your heart? Can I just encourage you that there is still an appointed time? I'm calling it due season. You've planted the seeds. You've been faithful when no one was looking. You did the right things when no one was looking. Your character and your integrity has stayed sure through it all. And I'm just here to encourage you. There is still an appointed time for you. Just realize that God, and you have to believe that your next is now. It's, it's now. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood the message and he had an understanding of the vision. And it says, I, I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. You try to, if you ever wonder where the 21 days comes from, it comes from the book of Daniel. You ever wonder where the Daniel fast comes from? It comes from this chapter in, in the book of Daniel. And it says, it says for those that are, that I'm telling you, for those that are considering the Daniel fast, this is the foundation in which it was formed. It's basically, it's, it's not eating any meat, it's eating vegetables, and it's, it's having a time of, of pulling back and making sure, because listen, you have to understand that it requires sacrifice to effectively fast in your life. And so it tells him, it says, listen, he ate no meat, no pleasant food, and I know that can be a questionable thing. <laughs> no pleasant food or no wine. And it says, nor did I anoint myself. Now, anoint myself at the time was, was a hygiene thing. Basically, it was like he, he was for three weeks, he was fasting and he wasn't taking, he didn't even take a bath. But, but can I just encourage you today? Can I encourage you that it's okay with me? That during this 21 days of fasting and prayer, from my heart to yours, as your leader, you can go ahead and get in that bath. It's okay. It's all right. The Lord is still going to use you. He's still going to answer your prayer. We'll, we'll give you some deodorant. We'll, we'll, we'll hook those armpits right on up. We'll hook them right on up. <laughs> but you see... Where Daniel's at, he's at this place of mourning. He's at this place of brokenness. He's at this place where it feels like all hope is gone. He's at this place where he's like, I need something to shift in my life. It's because he receives a revelation of the future that involves the people. He receives a revelation about the nation of Israel. And he, but he also receives a revelation that, it, that the last days are coming. And he, he actually receives a revelation of a great war. And, and this revelation of this great war was overwhelming to him and even through the fasting it it calls him and put him to his knees of realizing the truth sometimes when you have a vision and a dream inside of you it can sometimes be a burden for you you know what God has said for you but sometimes when you feel like it is too much for me to to carry and when you're dealing with spiritual things you have to carry the weight of some battles sometimes 
Sometimes when you're dealing with some spiritual things, you've got to realize that there is a weight for you to carry. But let me just tell you, there's a burden that you are carrying, but there's a blessing hidden in that burden. And if you will not give up and if you will press into this season of fasting and prayer, you will begin to unlock the blessing of that burden and that weight that you've been carrying. So he was mourning. He was at this place. And the greatest thing about fasting and the greatest thing about God is we don't have to pull ourselves together to fast. You can crawl into a fast. You can have yourself in a whole hot mess, but you still qualify. God doesn't look at us and go, well, you need to get yourself cleaned up a little bit. He took Daniel in his stinky self. And, he's, and he went in and was coming out of this fast. God will take you right into whatever it is. And you don't have to be good enough. You don't have to be saved enough. You just begin to push into God and watch God show up in that sacrifice. Because fasting never requires perfection. But it does require desperation. So I'm just encouraging you. If you don't have a desperation inside of you, this fasting, is going, this fasting season is going to be difficult for you. But I believe there's a handful, maybe a remnant of people that you just say, listen, I got to have something different in my life. I've got to have something fresh in my life. I've got to have some answers in my life. I see how the enemy is trying to attack my kids, but I refuse for the enemy to attack my kids. I'm going to miss some meals to save the next generation. I'm going to miss some meals to see that my grandkids that are struggling and being that are caught up in addiction. I will, I will miss a few meals to see them delivered because the only thing this kind only comes by prayer and fasting. So if you're deciding to fast, you've got to check the level of desperation. Where are you at? Do you really want to turn around? Do you really want things to turn around for you? Are you really, are you really ready to see your marriage come together stronger than ever before? How desperate are you? And then it says this in verse four. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is Tigris, I lifted my eyes, this is Daniel, and looked and behold a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of the fire, his arms and feet like like burnished bronze in color and the sound of his words like the voice of multitude. We see this Netflix series. We, we see that Daniel is in this ring and he's fighting some spiritual fight. Then all of a sudden, just like in WWE fashion, somebody begins to run down. The music drops and they run down and they jump into the ring and they begin to help Daniel to pick him up and to help him through this. And, and we look at this, but who is the man? Who's the man that comes in? And although this man is not identified, the description sounds very much like the appearance of Jesus. It looks like Jesus that we also find that John sees in Revelation, the first chapter. Because if we read that, it goes, then I turned in Revelation 1 verse 12. It goes, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven gold lamps, lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one of the son of men clothed, here we go, with a long robe of, of a golden girdle around his body 
round his breast. His head and his hair were white as white as wool and white as snow. His eyes were like flames of fire. His feet like burnished bronze, refined as in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. And his mouth issued a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. So John sees Jesus. So I just believe that in the, here's, here's, here's when you get people around you that say, well, the Bible is not true. Let me say, I only believe the New Testament or I only believe the words of Jesus. Let me tell you, Jesus is all the way through the book. He's all the way through through the book, it was, it, was, it was Jesus there that was fighting with them. I want to know, is there anybody here that you're grateful that you have Jesus fighting with you? Woo, I ain't getting no help today. But I just need somebody to take a moment right now and throw up not one, but two hands and say, I'm so thankful that Jesus was fighting for me. Woo. Zach Williams wrote a song, and Pastor Danny's the first one that told me about this song. He sang it with Dolly Parton, and it says this, in the waiting and in the searching, in the healing and in the hurting, like a blessing buried in broken pieces, there was Jesus. Every minute, every moment, where I have been and where I'm going, even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it, there was Jesus. I'm thankful for Jesus. I saw Jesus just the other night. I saw him when I was watching Monday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals. And we saw this thing that gripped all of our hearts where we see DeMar Hamlin that fell back, gets up, makes a routine tackle, falls back, and, and then they begin. he dies right there. And I saw Jesus in football players taking off their helmets and kneeling and say, I don't know what's going on, but I need Jesus right now. I don't know what's going to happen, but I need Jesus. I watched ESPN and I saw an ESPN reporter that said, I know this is not protocol, but I need everybody to bow their head and show their eyes. Dear God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we don't understand your ways. We don't understand why this is happening, but we need you right now. Let me tell you what, in the middle of your mess, if you just look around, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. In my broken places, I see Jesus. When I'm confused, if I'll just look around, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. And thank God that DeMar Hamlin is doing well. Thank God he's on the way to recovery. I see Jesus. It's amazing to me when our life just, when we're up against the ropes of our life. And it feels like that we're down for the count. If we just look around, we see Jesus running after us. I'm grateful for Jesus. And Daniel, I believe, sees Jesus. And then it says in verse 7, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision. This is interesting. But a great terror fell upon them, and they fled to hide themselves. 
Can I just, just remind you, this may not be rocket science for anybody, this not, may not blow your mind, but I just need to put it in there to remind you that when you enter into a season of fasting, it's very important that you are around the right crowd. Because not everybody can handle your desperation season. Not everybody, when you, when you need a turnaround in your life, and you're pushing away from food, and you're saying, I can't go eat with you because I, I'm in a season of believing. Now, I'm, I'm in a season of breakthrough. I, when you are in that, you need the right people around you. Some people are assigned to your breakdown, but then there's some people that are assigned to your breakthrough. You got some friends that'll give you the tissue when you're breaking down. But I don't, sometimes I don't need people just giving me tissue. I need somebody that's going to lay their hands on me. Because oftentimes the people that are a part of your breakdown season are not qualified for your breakthrough season. See, we want a one-stop shop, but sometimes God will send people that have the power of God in their life to recognize which ring you're fighting in. Says so you're over here fighting here, and sometimes your breakdown people, they'll keep you in this ring, just giving you tissue to help you feel better about the situation. But then there's some good friends, there's some spiritual friends that will say, listen, it's time for you to get out of that ring, put the tissue down. We in this to fight now. We in this to fight. It's time for a breakthrough in your life. And, and, and Daniel had to, he looked around, he goes, everybody left me. He said, everybody's gone. I'm fighting by myself now. I thought my homies were going to be with me through the end. But your homies sometimes can't be a part of your breakthrough season. So my question for you is, are you a breakdown person or a breakthrough person? Maybe not how you respond, but what is your role in somebody else's life? Are you giving tissues or are you pulling them into the ring and saying, let's fight this thing together? I want to be a breakthrough person. I want to be a person that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pray with you and I'll say, you're going to get through this. But I want to have the power of God in my life. That I can sit there, I can sit there in a parking lot at a grocery store and encounter somebody and speak words that see that sees breakthrough in their life. I'm looking for breakthrough people, not just people that are gonna be there for my breakdown. And then in verse 8, it says, Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned into frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Frustration is defined as this, is when you have vision, but no strength see it fulfilled. It's, it's frustrating when you have vision, but you have no strength to get it, to get it accomplished. Or it's, or it's frustrating when you have a lot of strength, but you can't seem to lock down a vision. But I'm just declaring, can I speak over your life? I'm declaring this. I believe 2023, that strength and vision is coming together. I just want to speak that over your life. Strength and vision is coming together. I'm speaking to the ones that you feel like God's called you to do something. I'm speaking to the ones that you feel like God has a purpose and a plan for your life. That strength and vision is coming together. Verse 9 says, yet. I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. And suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hand. And he said to me, oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak to you. Stand up. Stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood 
trembling. I, I had to just pause because it says, oh, Daniel, great beloved. I love this about this. He says, listen, Daniel, first thing before I even say anything else to you, I want to tell you, I love you. I love you. And I don't know why that just ministered to me. Maybe it's just me. But there's sometimes when I feel like I'm in the struggle of my life and I, and I just have a reminder that he loves me. It just, it just props me back up a little bit. I may not have all of the answers. I may still be believing for some things, but I just need to be reminded, I love you. I just need that subtle, small voice of God that just simply says, I love you. I love you. Even in the brokenness, I love you. Even when it feels like I don't always do things right, I love you. Even on my good days, he loves me. And even on my bad days, he loves me. When I'm lost in sin, he loves me. When he redeems me, he loves me. And it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life, he loves you. He loves you. I'm speaking to the people that have felt like you're not lovable. I just want to be the voice of God for your life real quick and tell you he loves you. He's crazy about you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He's not mad at you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you did last night. You are here today and he loves you. If you're watching online, you're here today because he loves you. Is anybody grateful for the love of God? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. But he tells him, he says, listen, it's, it's time to understand what I'm saying. Get up. I've been sent to you. And I'm wrapping it up today. Verse 12 says, then he said to me, this is the good news and where I want to close this today. Then he said to me, do not fear Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to, un, to, and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard your words were heard and I have come because of your words he said this and this is the encouraging thing for all of us he's ending this three week fast hadn't had a bath hasn't eaten any food hadn't eaten any good food and he's just in this weary place and at the beginning of the fast, Daniel cries out to God. And he goes through this three weeks of trusting, believing, hoping, and praying, God, maybe this fast will be the one that breaks through. Maybe this will be the fast that will see my family come back together. Maybe this will be the fast. For that son that I've been praying for, for salvation and deliverance, this will be the one. And you pull yourself through three weeks. And I just want to just fast forward from three weeks to this day. The Lord is just wanting me to, want to remind you that the prayer you pray today, he hears it. And when you get to the end of this fasting season, he heard it. And you can stand rest assured. And that's the, that's the most encouraging part of this Daniel story. Is that he said, listen, when you were in your deep place, you thought I, was, I left you all alone. But I heard every word that you said. I heard every word that you said. And I want to encourage you with three things as I leave. 
I want you to make a commitment that the next 21 days is this, and we're taking it straight out of the Bible. I want you to set your heart to understand. Set your heart to understand. Don't set your mind to understand. Our mind gets in the way every time. Set your heart to understand. I want you to pray for knowledge and understanding. Because we have a lot of knowledge of the Bible, but sometimes we don't understand in which to apply it to our life in this season we're in. Set your heart to understand. And then here's the next thing. Humble yourself before God. Just humble yourself. Realize you ain't got the answers. If you had the answers, you wouldn't be fasting. You ain't got them, sir. You ain't got no more answers. Stop trying. I know what it's like to be a man. We, we, we'll figure it out. We'll just, hey, just give me time. I'll figure it out. You can't figure it out. Because here, I just want to tell you, and I want to hold the ropes, lower the ropes for you and invite you out of the trivial ring and invite you into the spiritual ring. Because what you're wrestling with, sir, ma'am, young adult, teenager, what you're wrestling against, it's not flesh and blood. But it's all of this thing it's these spirits that the enemy is trying to run your life and rule your life. But there's hope today. And so humble yourself. And my last point here is God is coming because of your words. Because of your words. Because of your words, he's coming. Because you can get through this season of your life with this. And I just want to encourage you. The enemy thought he had you. But it's day one of a 21-day fast and prayer. And the words that I say today is going to be the words that's going to keep me through this season. That's going to lead me to a breakthrough. The devil thought he had me. I, I, I remember a wrestling hold called the sleeper hold. Remember the sleeper hold? It's where... He would get behind the guy and he'd put his arms. I really wish when I was doing this, my arms were a little bit bigger. I'm not going to lie. But he'd put his arms around his neck. And the, the point of the hold was to put the guy to sleep. You know how wrestling can be. <laughs> and then the referee, what he would do, the way that you would know if he's asleep, he would lift up his hand. And then he'd lift up his hand. And if it dropped... And he'd do it three times. Second time, lift it up, it dropped. But you know how it always go on that third time. Lift the hand, and that wrestler that we thought was going to sleep would go. <laughs> letting everybody know in that arena, letting everybody know watching on TV, I'm still here. Can I encourage you to jump on your feet? And it felt like that the enemy's trying to put you to sleep. But I want you to stand to your feet. And I want you to lift up one hand. And I want you to put a little shake to it. And say, guess what, devil? I'm still here. I'm still here. You know what? You thought you had me. You thought you put me asleep. You thought you tried to take me out. But I'm here to wave and say, I'm still in this fight. I may, I may not know what's going to happen through the next 21 days. 
but I'm here to testify that the words that I'm speaking right now, that my family will be saved. I'm letting the devil know he ain't putting me to sleep. I'm going to stand right here and lift up at least one hand. I don't know. I may lift up two and say, I'm still here, even though I'm still looking for the answer. I'm still here, even though I'm believing for a breakthrough. I'm still here, even though what I don't know what the next 21 days are going to be. I'm going to be right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still here. You're not going to put me to sleep in 21 days of fasting. I'm still here. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you throw my way. I'm here to shake my hand. To remind you I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I want us to do. As, as, I, as I said, God is going to come because of your words. 21 days, God is going to show up because of your words. What words does he need to hear you say on day one of fasting? What is the words? What is it that you believe in for? I'm going to give you a moment right now. I want to give you a moment to begin to rehearse the words. Don't, you have to say them. You've got to say them out loud. I don't want to hear them. You don't have to say them for me to hear, but I want you to get comfortable saying God's going to come because of your words. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, God, make it clear the words. What do I need to pray? What is the summary of this fasting and season? If I could say it, in one sentence, what is it? I just want to challenge you with that just for a moment. Just stay with me for a moment. If I can say it in one sentence, what is my sentence? God's going to come because of the words that you say. So I'm believing God is going to do it. What's my sentence? What's my words? What am I going to go back to on day three when I'm hungry and I want some pizza? What is my words? Because I believe that when you get to the end of it, it's going to be because of what you're saying at the beginning of it. So God, I'm just going to stop talking and just let it stay like that. And I just want you just to shut your eyes. Don't, don't move around. Don't, don't distract anybody. I just want you just to get that sentence. I want you to get that summary. What do you believe in God for? What is the enemy trying to take away from you? Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Breakthrough is coming. Yes, what is... I feel a shifting of the Spirit of God here. What is the words? What is it that you need to lock into your spirit right now? In the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, I'm speaking to weary hearts that have fasted 
stopped, started again, frustrated, went through years where it's like, I'm not fasting this year, I'm not doing it. I'm speaking to weary hearts that there'll be a surge of your spirit picking them up. And God, I speak to people to stand up again. Get off of your face and stand up and be who God's called you to be. Believe again. Declare it again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I want to invite you to meet a Savior. I want to invite you to meet someone that will radically change your life. So with every head bowed for a moment, if you're here today and you say, Kelly, I hear you, but I don't even feel like that I'm qualified. You're talking about fasting, but you're talking uh, so out of my league because I just don't even feel like I, I, I don't even feel qualified to be here. Let me just tell you this. You are so qualified to be here. And I want to tell you that you can be free, that you can have a Savior. And what a great, what a, the greatest gift you can give yourself is salvation in this year. Because it's not just salvation that's going to carry you through this year. It's going to be salvation that's going to carry you through every year. So if you're here today and you say, Kelly, I need Jesus in my life. Will you just raise your hand and I just want to see it. If you say, I need Jesus. I need a Savior. I want you just to lift your hands and I want to just pray for you. Is anybody here? I see you. I see you. I see you. I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something. It's going to be kind of bold, but I, it's just only because I want to connect with you. And if you, if you raise your hand, I want to invite you to come down to this altar. Nothing weird's going to happen. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to put my hand in your hand, put my arm around you. And I just want to let you know that you have made such a, such a strategic and a just a blessed move for your life. If that's you today, can you have the courage to step out? And I want to just meet you here today. Come on right now. Put your hands together. How you doing? What's up? How you doing? Anybody? Just come on down. Hey, how are you? I'm oh, so honored to have you here. So glad. Thank you so much for joining us. I pray that this was a resource and a blessing to your life. Go to our webpage, P-O-L-C. Dot cc to connect with us on all of the things that we're doing. And we want to stay connected to you because we believe God has some great things for you.